Welcome to Best Laid Plans, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 7, Red Chapel vs. Frontier. Yes. Welcome back, scoundrels and steamers, whichever you identify as. We are here for our latest Best Laid Plans, number 7, if I have my math correct. Though, don't quote me on that, it's never been my strong suit. Tonight we have our favorite players, the Nick Westbrook. And Joe Hadfield, welcome both of you to Best Laid Plans. Howdy. Oh, thanks for bringing me on. Yeah, we thought it'd be a good uh, mishmash of the two of you, uh, fighting over <laughs> over length of the pond, as it were. <laughs> so we have, we have you tonight playing Symbols of Authority with corner deployment on the Bayou Blues map in Vassal. I'll touch on a little bit what that looks like in a minute. Uh, the schemes with that symbols and corner deployment are research mission, claim jump, sabotage, runic binding, and take prisoner. And that map is with a name like Bayou Blues. You are definitely expecting some uh, swampy, severe water with some kind of bridges over it. A few uh, ramshackle houses that we are calling uh, height as marked, mostly threes. Uh, blocking impassable boxes and barrels are scattered all around the place uh, at height one or two as blocking climbable destructible forests are also scattered around fairly often in here mostly on the edges uh, they are dense severe and concealing and the one piece of barbed wire over on the right is hazardous injured one as marked. Uh, the one thing I will mention for the listeners is the weird vine in the upper right corner we're just ignoring because that is a pain to figure out line of sight on and are you in the forest, are you out of the forest, so we're just we're just ignoring that. Oh. But yeah, so we already uh, have done a little pregame off of the recording here. Uh, we know that, Joe, you have declared Rezzers. Uh, would you like to go over your crew for us, please? Yeah, so I am going to be running the, the one and only lovely Seamus. Uh, so I'm running Seamus with uh, the Whisper, because that seems like the thing you do when you run Seamus. Um, or any Reza Master, to be honest. Uh, I have the Copycat <laughs> Killer, his totem. Uh, we've got a Carrion Emissary. We have the Dead Rider. And then two sets of two, two Dead Doxies and two Dead Dandies. Ah, a couple, a nice little pairing there. That's interesting. Yeah. Excellent. And facing him, we have Nick's Explorers. He has declared Bass. Who's coming up with Bass here, Nick? Yes, I got uh, Bass, uh, his totem, uh, I don't know, sister, daughter, cousin, somebody, Bernadette, uh, Jonathan Reichardt, two Rough Riders with Flush with Cash, uh, Jesse Holiday, and Intrepid Emissary, Five Stones. Sounds good. All right, so we have Seamus trying to lure Bass down a dark alley, and we will find out if the sheriff brings him in, or we'll get to find out how the good sheriff looks in a dress, maybe. Uh, we have determined already that uh, Joe is the attacker. So, Joe, which uh, deployment zone are you going to pick here? So, for corner, I'm going to be splitting up, and I'm going to be taking the top right. Taking which one, sorry? Uh, top right. Top right. Excellent. All right. So 
Nick, if you could go ahead and leave us to secret discussions for a moment. I'm going to talk a few pregame questions with Joe uh, that I'm sure you would love to hear, but uh, with as much as we love you, we're not going to give you that much of a handicap. <laughs> oh, I need it. I don't know if you heard my last live podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 do the right thing and I'll I'll hush the mic and or the speakers and just just wave when you're ready for me. We'll do. So, Joe, uh first off, why this faction and leader selection in this particular game? So, uh there's a couple little things that we did uh pre-game. We we sort of uh put forward four masters uh that we were interested in playing and then had some vetoes. So, why resers? Uh I was recently on the show talking about how much I love them, so I thought I'd kind of carry that through. Even though I've been playing Explorers a lot lately, it's I I looked it up and it has literally been a year since I last played Seamus. Uh so that's kind of why I went for very basic Seamus list. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and uh, on your on your crew choices, actually, I, I have a, a non-scripted question first. When you're playing Seamus, do you find that he and his keyword are as helpless and hopeless as as the various corners <laughs> of the internet seem to think? <laughs> uh, I do not. Uh, Seamus is definitely the star of the show, and there are some versatile options that you. That he really likes playing around with. Obviously, Karen Emissary. Uh, the Dead Rider is just extremely good and is, is kind of going to work into how I'm going to be doing symbols. But the rest of his crew is annoying and I kind of love that. Especially in something like symbols where you're wanting to both have a active presence destroying your opponents and preventing uh, your opponents from doing that to you. There's a lot of interesting and weird ways that they can kind of stop your opponent from being efficient. Uh, there's also a lot of, like, with the dandy specifically, there's a lot of interesting anti-scheme opportunities. Uh, so a long answer to basically say, Seamus is really good. Uh, there are a few parts of his crew that I don't often find myself taking, but overall I think he has a, an interesting keyword, even though if it's not, like, outrightly the most broken. <laughs> Which I feel is what a lot of AWP scales on. <laughs> that's that's fair. I completely agree. I have a a very good friend who plays a good amount of Seamus, and with as much as the internet likes to say, oh, Seamus without all versatiles is bad, I'm like, you might want to try playing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So I'm, I'm glad it's not just me. Uh, but on to, on to more specific questions here. Any particular uh, reasoning behind what you've hired for your crew? for this particular matchup and pool. Yeah, so um, overall, it kind of ties into, like, overall strategy. Like, uh, very clearly, uh, Seamus is going to be running around threatening that he has a big gun, but I'm mostly going to be using him to uh, actually start picking up symbols. Like, I'm thinking using him as a threat early on to kind of make Nick a bit scared. And mm -hmm. uh, throwing in the Karen emissary is like gives him more vectors. Uh, we're already on a pretty good map. Uh, I got to pick attacker, so I put a lot of uh, interesting blocking around where Nick could have his symbols. Again, Dead Rider, just extremely good. There's a lot of push effects that kind of synergize with the rest of his crew. And the, the Doxies and Dandies are going to be my 
protecting the back as well as little bit of anti-scheming with the dandy specifically and then just messing up uh whatever he runs in to take symbols got it i like that 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 is honestly pretty good uh i look forward to seeing it on the table which uh, brings us to the other important selection process question what schemes are you taking here there's a lot of interesting ones and i with kind of how i'm uh, very focused and like have uh, specific groups that I'm going to be doing, going to be using to achieve and deny. I really wanted to pick some schemes that didn't add extra actions. Uh, so things like Runic Binding, things like uh, Sabotage. I just think it's a little too much uh, pressure that I'm putting on the Dead Rider and Seamus. So I'm taking Research Mission. I am aware of some destructible terrain, but the uh the bass can destroy a uh, destructible terrain but if i can throw out enough coffin markers that also put can put out corpse markers tie that into some symbols some schemes i feel like that's an easy enough scheme to go for i do feel like uh, nick is probably assuming that i've taken it so i'm kind of gonna be pushing to flood it just to make uh denial take up more actions than it's probably worth the other one I am going to be taking is, I usually don't like this, but it's going to be positional. I'm not a great fan of Claim Jump, but I am going to take it on the Karen Emissary. So the Karen Emissary always dies whenever I play them. What I'm hoping is to at least get one point, because Take Prisoner okay. is a bit too dependent. I'm seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of pushes, uh, a lot of fast models. I feel like that's my best play, and I have a uh, I have some ideas about how to deny it on uh, Nick's end if he okay. does indeed go for it. I like that. All right. So, how is your uh, choice of deployment that upper right corner uh, and where you're expecting to put models down? How is that going to play into your overall strategy? Uh, so, one of the there's there's a couple of interesting bits in this. Uh, one of them is the sort of uh, hazardous barbed wire that I'm probably going to use to, if he goes for it, I'm going to put a symbol there, so if he goes for it, he's at least suffering for that, and I can block it in such a way that he only has that option. Uh, the other main option, whenever you're playing Seamus, is looking at the amount of blocking terrain uh, that he can show up in, and there's a decent amount of either larger buildings or like crates or barrels that are all blocking that are close enough to where Nick can position symbols. Okay, I like that. Uh, with that thought, what do you think the schemes he's going to pick are? What Just what your, your guess is based on what you've seen so far? And also, assuming that's correct, what do you think his general strategy is going to be? Yeah, so I'm uh, taking a look over. I feel like uh, Claim Jump on an Intrepid Emissary is a pretty solid call, which I have a couple of plays to try and prevent that. Also, again, there's there's a lot of terrain, and he's going to be in that part of the board anyway, and he has a few like faster models than me. Uh, sabotage kind of looks like an option. Uh, like I say, there are some interesting large pieces of terrain, and that's that's where... Hopefully the dandies are gonna come in if I've if I've called that right. That's always always the thing about uh, trying to prevent schemes that your opponent isn't even taking. I'm I, I will confidently say that I don't think he's taken runic binding. 
<laughs> and uh, look, looking at how uh, dust clouds work, I'm not sure that he's gone for uh, a research mission. Yeah, that's fair, especially without the uh, sandworm to make them stick around. Mm-hmm. All right, excellent. Well, uh, I will talk to you after turn two, and we'll see how those uh, how those guesses go. Yeah. And we'll get Nick back I'm, in here. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right, Nick. So we have uh, we're getting set up here, and I wanted to ask you a few questions pre-game. Initially, uh, first off, why explorers and why bass into this pool? You know, the map was kind of a driver for me um, with the sheer volume of severe and, and impassable blocking terrain. Uh, I really had my eyes set on Bass or uh, McCabe, and knowing the way we we did our master selection, it wound up uh, I, I was able to get uh, a, a decent choice in in, in Bass in uh, base Bass whatever it is. Um, I think he's more than viable, um, even though he's got a bad rep, a weird rep of not being a great master, but he offers some really unique board presence and play that uh, other crews just don't bring to the table and uh, I think this map is I think uh, Bass is one of those masters where the board really dictates if you bring him or not as opposed to a specific strategy or a specific scheme pool uh, the board is uh, is just ripe for this master so nice I, I definitely agree with you if he he has a bit of an odd reputation uh, and I definitely have been one of the people who even since the the open bait I'm like He's not for me. Like he, he's just not my my thing. But I, I do definitely think that the pieces he's gained from the Explorers book coming out has, if people aren't already recalibrating their expectations of him, they will be soon. I think. Hundred percent agree. Cool. So beyond uh, Bass himself, you've kind of already touched on a kind of in a roundabout way the the crew you're bringing. Uh, any any specifics on? You brought this piece because you were expecting something Joe was bringing or a particular thing in the pool? Yeah, you know, Joe uh, declaring uh, Seamus. Um, <laughs> Bass is full of easy killable models, so that kind of scares me with Seamus on the board. Uh, and so my only thought was hard to kill or flush with cash. And so basically I got two hypermobile models in the riders with Ride With Me, Move 6, Unimpeded, that could gain the cover and concealment uh, benefits to try to protect themselves with the flush with cash option to just pass off a uh, an attack, the one and only attack I'm hoping to keep with Seamus. I know he can do it again, ignoring italics with a corpse marker, which is where Jesse Halliday comes in. Her number one mission is to, A, round one, get some uh, scrap markers on the board to let those two writers draw cards because they're part of McCabe's kit, but mm-hmm. also any corpse markers on my side of the table, she's going after. And so uh, uh, those were my kind of two tech picks or my, my thoughts into the process. Plus uh, I was debating whether or not to bring the emissary, but the emissary is so good in this, in this crew or in this uh, faction I think I can get some uh, benefits off the shielded and the take the hit if I get in trouble or if I don't want to pass off uh, a stone. It, it gives me some more survivability and some mobility um, uh, with some uh, also some options for the schemes that are in place. Sounds good to me. All right. The important part. What schemes are you bringing? 
So I'm thinking uh, I'm bringing Claim Jump. I think that's uh, with me having advanced deployment and me on the side with a substantial amount of severe uh, terrain and some cover. I think I can I can uh, kind of control that middle part fairly well, fairly well. And I'm thinking either uh, Jesse Halliday, although only seven wounds, might be an option there because she's not going to be an upfront model, I guess. But with I'm picturing her and, and the emissary being side by side. But I also see the emissary being a huge target that's going to be getting hit most. So uh, uh, and passing those off. So I'm thinking Halliday might be the safer bet to do uh, on on claim jump and. Uh, I might go after research mission. I think there might be an opportunity to get some more markers on that side of the board. I know my dust markers don't count because uh, they end at the end phase, but uh, there's going to be corpse markers on the other side. I have the ability to turn schemes into scrap and then dropping scheme markers myself. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards that right now, although Take Prisoner is pretty juicy with the, uh, the minions that are in play here uh, as well. Oh, that's actually a really good question. I wonder if I should. Yeah, take your time, because uh, we're we're leaving this part of the recording knowing what you're bringing. Yeah, definitely. Jesse Halliday on Claim Jump, um, keeping her protected. Um, and then uh, I'm going to go after Research Mission. I think there's going to be some coffin markers on the board. It, it's a free bonus that he can take and, and potentially get a Mindless Zombie uh, out. I think it's Mindless Zombie, right? With the trigger on the emissary, yes, yeah, summon mind the yeah. zombie. So there should be coffin markers in the in the backfield. In worst case scenario, there's going to be a zombie that I can I can merc and 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 get another marker down on the board. So that's what I'm going to commit to. I'm going to commit to claim jump and research mission. Plus, there's going to be symbols. So rough riders getting up there doing their thing and getting it done. Awesome. So we have explorers bring in claim jump on Jesse and research mission. I really like the uh, the Jesse and then keeping the emissary nearby as a, I think that's going to be a good bluff and it's going to be a, a good way of enabling that. While we're here, what do you think uh, Joe is going to be bringing as far as those schemes? What are you expecting to see out of those resers? Um, I'm thinking uh, research mission uh, is a uh, an easy option with the emissary in play. Uh, he can basically make two markers himself. In getting around a symbol and probably sabotage. I think with his crew, his real scheme runners are going to be his is going to be Ryder, uh, emissary, and Seamus. I think Seamus is going to be teleporting all over around this these, this blocking terrain. I think he's going to be more of a scheme runner um, with this crew declared than he is a uh, a uh, uh, just trying to to kill a model each turn. Especially with with the crew I brought, I think I kind of eliminated that. Um, so I might be able to use that in my favor, knowing that. Okay, I can see that. If he does sabotage, what uh, what terrain piece do you think he's going to go for? I guess the question is, is we are counting the severe terrain as a piece of terrain, so I think it'd be easy to get the the water here on kind of the the lower portion of my uh, deployment zone. Okay, it kind of extends, I don't know, three or four inches into my deployment zone and about eight inches out. Um, so it's a pretty substantial uh, piece of terrain that, uh, he could drop some markers in. So, okay. I, that sounds like a solid strategy to me. As far as your overall strategy, like who is going to be getting your symbols? My symbols are going to be, uh, uh, pulled in from the rough riders. Uh, that's their, their number one goal. I'm going to kind of, uh, keep them in, 
Uh, I mean, I got the advanced deployment five inches already. Uh, they're probably going to walk focus uh, round one and get in a position where they can easily ride with me, uh, walk, and then pick up a marker. Um, so they'll be, uh, what, 12, 17, 17 inches uh, past the five-inch uh, advanced deployment. So in corner, that's still making up quite a bit of room. Uh, so I foresee them running through the board, uh, accomplishing my goals on that. Sounds good to me. I I like that math. That's 23 inches. Wow. All right. I think we are set to go then. Uh, and yeah, let's jump into round one. Sounds good. Yeah, we're back from turn one and we're back with Joe, our attacker for the beginning of the game. And uh, Joe, uh, go ahead, give me a quick recap of what happened in the turn on your end. Yeah, so a lot of it is is moving around, kind of setting up the net of uh, frustrating little models to stand in awkward places. Probably uh, two of the biggest moves uh, were uh, initially Nick put out one of his symbols right in a bottom corner to pull away something that was going to run for a symbol. And that entirely worked for me. I just ran uh, the Dead Rider all the way up so that he can start gathering some fate tokens as well as score me a point next turn. And it doesn't look like he's going to get contested, so I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, the other thing that I wasn't planning on, but flips are flips are flips, Seamus popped out and uh, just threw out a shot at uh, Reichhardt, focus all the, all the shenanigans, uh, yeah, we'll just flip double severe on negative damage. I did know one of them was coming, to be fair. Uh, the second one was, was a big bonus. So we've just thrown out, uh, five damage after Soulstone Prevent on a Reichhardt, which, given the positioning of Reichhardt, I'm kind of getting the vibe that, uh, Claim Jump is an option. Uh, the only reason I was able to do this is because of, uh, Nick Black Jokering a bring it to bring the emissary within take the hit range of him. So that's really the only reason I went for it. I wasn't expecting any any significant damage, but significant damage abounds. Yeah, no, that was that was just amazing to watch. And <laughs> even knowing you knew what the first of those flips was going to be, because the whisper is so good. And yet, mm-hmm. on my my uh, little editorial aside here, and yet it's magical training that gets all the uh, the bad press. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I'd, I would say those are definitely the, the big points on the turn. I would also gather you would say uh, what went well would be that that flip and the rider getting some uh, uncontested area over towards that uh, pretty well uh, yeah, guaranteed point for next turn to get start you on that symbol. Was there yeah. anything that went uh, uh, was there anything that went wrong for you this turn? Would you say? Um, I. I feel like I, I may have hecked up, and let's do a quick measurement just to see. Yeah, uh, the the only thing that I uh, I think that I've misplayed thus far is uh, I was intending uh, to have the coffin markers out of three of any models. I I goofed that up immediately, uh, so now I'm just realizing that. Um, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't think anything too drastically uh, terrible happened. Uh, Nick is uh, starting to work on the destructible elements of blocking terrain to uh, limit where Seamus can go, which that's not a thing that's like bad that happened to me. It's 
smart play. So yeah, that's yeah. that's really about it. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling some ways about this game. <laughs> nice. We'll see, um, we'll see if Seamus can just nail this entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> so based on how the how the turn's going so far, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Nick has as far as schemes? I know you mentioned claim jump, and that was one of your initial thoughts. Uh, your other guesses were sabotage and research mission, potentially. Either one of those uh, making you think one way or the other, or did he did he throw you for a loop and maybe take something else? Nothing that I can see uh, thus far. Like he's he's set up for uh, all of the previous things, like we were talking about. Uh, uh, the realization that uh, Bass can quicksand friendly model, so that makes me uh, a bit nervous about his potential uh, if it is a sabotage, but I do have some things that can try and get around that that doesn't need really any interaction. It's just a dead man walking up and saying, aha, a murder mystery. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing nothing has really changed. Like, there wasn't a big revelation of like, oh, clearly because of this positioning, he's picked this scheme. Uh, it's more, there's, there was a lot of movement and kind of messing around all, all relevant things to happen on turn one. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all right. I know I'm at least getting a point and that just makes me happy. <laughs> Excellent. So be, beyond getting that, that point next turn, what is your, what is your round two plan? Yeah. So uh, the dead rider is the, is the easy one. Um, I feel like I I kind of want to take a quick step back and be a bit more uh, reactive this round, uh, kind of uh, angling uh, where I can go to uh, to start scoring other schemes. Um, I'm with the setup at the moment. I'm not going to rush in and take the easy claim jump point now, especially as as Nick is kind of taking out. Uh, some of the pieces of blocking terrain, and I'm definitely going to need to carry an emissary to just hang around. Yeah, I, I almost feel like there's going to be a little bit of delaying. The The only thing I might do is use a little bit of uh, pushes and uh, put a couple things in, like, seemingly significant positions to to move stuff around. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a very passive turn until i see an opportunity so that's that's my plan is fuck around and find out <laughs> well excellent i hope that works out for you uh let's go ahead and bring nick in here and here we're back with nick after turn one uh so nick uh give us a quick recap of your half of turn one yeah, my half of turn one really was to maximize uh, uh, some card draw um, with uh, Jesse and the uh, scrap marker placement, bringing up the emissary with some extra movement, and um, just try to to set up for round two. Uh, it was really my goal: uh, get some focus out um, and uh, kind of see what what Joe was doing and and uh, where his models were going. So that was really my at least primary objective, and and I felt like I. Uh, I got where I needed to go for the most part. Excellent. And you you uh, saved a soul stone by using one of your flush with caches as well. That was brutal. Yeah. My card draw coming in uh, uh, was uh, 111, uh, 7, a 6, a 4, and two twos. And I knew I needed the stones to protect my riders because they were the key to scoring my uh, symbols points. And 
the, the the cards just were not good. So I figured it's better to use that upgrade now instead of a stone, uh, so I can get more cards cycled um, in hopes that I can uh, be prepared for round two. Unfortunately, I drew into a I got I was able to get rid of a two twos and a four, and I drew into a another seven, another six, and a one. So I was like, ah, oh. still still some uh, uh, cards for TNs, which was good. I was able to get my ride with me's and uh, bring it um, as needed with those cards, but uh, nothing, uh, no severes like I wanted. So unfortunately, that didn't work out. But we'll see how round two pans out with the card. Yeah, ho- hopefully that turns into a, a a hotter deck for turn two. But sounds like you did get some some good card draw out of it. And uh, what else uh, would you define as a, a moment that went good, that went well for you? I think it's just unpacking, um, opening up the center to uh, uh, set myself up for a, uh, a round two blitz to, to get up in some of these weaker models' faces and uh, apply some pressure. I, I think a success on its own, which seems kind of weird because it didn't have anything to do with me, but... I placed a symbol marker on one far corner edge, not near any blocking terrain. So I chose the corner that had no blocking terrain for Seamus to double teleport to. And uh, uh, I, uh, the dead rider wound up bonusing and double walking out towards that area. So he's at least going to be out of contention for uh, through round two, if not part of round three, depending on if he's just going to be the dedicated scheme runner trying to get over to the other symbol. But I'm happy to give him that symbol uh, to get him out of my hair uh, so early because min two or uh, uh, range two, min three in my crew, uh, I kind of want to be shooting, not not stuck in melee. So for sure, excellent. So that's what went well. What would you say went wrong this turn? Uh, a single neg shot from uh, Seamus doing double severe. That that was pretty rough on Reichardt. But luckily, I had the. Um, I was able to stone off uh, three points with a flipping a severe myself, um, and it cost me a severe to cheat to get up to um, the right modifier I needed. But that was a little brutal. I was hoping to to take a moderate or less, and when it was double severe, come on! But it yeah, is what it is. It happened. I weathered the storm uh, for the most part. He's still alive, and I'm going to have some healing here soon anyway. Whether it's with the riders, I'm hoping to get some tomes because um, their ride with me's uh, come with some healing uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to, that's going to be helpful. So there you go. So, yeah. Hey, and, and I would say another thing that went well for you then, not only the, uh, the severe on your stone prevention, but also not getting like really tilted off of taking five damage on your henchman on one yeah. shot. <laughs> so for sure, for sure. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Props to you for that. Uh, all right. So. What are your thoughts on Joe's strategy so far, uh, just in general? And also, is there anything you're you're thinking more or less likely on schemes compared to what you were thinking pregame? Yeah, I. So I I, I don't know too much about uh, uh, Joe's strategy just yet because he's barely unpacked his crew and he was in a lot of severe terrain, so he didn't have a whole lot of movement to get up. I am happy to see two coffin markers on his side of the board near a symbol. So there's a really good chance I could walk, drop a marker, and get research mission on that side just in 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 those uh, markers alone. So I'm happy with what I'm seeing on his side of the table, but I can't tell exactly if he's uh, uh, going after any scheme at this moment, or um, he's not showing his cards yet on what schemes he's going for. 
or at least not making it clear to me. Um, so uh, I still think there's a chance for uh, obviously sabotage with him getting in the backfield. I don't think claim jumps an option for him uh, even now with me having five models in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think claim. I, I think I've got claim jump on lock for the most part. I mean, he can come in and negate my one point off it, but he might. I don't think he can do runic binding. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not uh, sold on 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 what he's doing just yet. Okay, sounds good. And uh, thoughts for your moves going forward next turn, turn two. Uh, mentioned already potential uh, research mission. What else you thinking? Who's who's picking up a symbol this turn? So my goal is to get uh, one of these writers in uh, uh, up to one of these symbols. So uh, I think I can do it, uh, especially if I can get activation. Actually, I don't even need activation because I have two accessible model uh, uh, symbols right now that I don't have to worry too much about, um, and I have the mobility for it. So I could see getting either uh, of the, the two kind of in the middle, more closer towards uh, the center than the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get either one of those um, with a uh, ride with me, walk, and interact. So I think I'll be safe on that. And then Sounds like a, a good starting plan for turn two. Let's see how it works out. All right. And we're back from turn two. And we have Joe here uh, of Rezzer's fame, as we've been talking to. <laughs> Joe, how did... Uh, how did turn two go for you? What moves were moved and shaken? Yeah, so I, I don't feel like I really did anything that turn, which was kind of the plan. At this point, we both have uh, the the strategy point, and uh, Seamus is now in a forward position to completely peace out on threatening things and uh, go and ensure that I actually have uh, future strategy, uh, strategy markers dealt with. That's the only progress I made points-wise, is is the dev rider taking the strategy marker. Everything else I'm kind of sitting on, and I, I've recently learned that Nick has uh, a research mission. Was not expecting Reichardt to just be dropped directly in my face. Um, <laughs> there's, there's some frustrating things about the carrion emissary. One of them is that his attack is a gun, the other is that it's a uh, range zero, so... I wasn't exactly in the best position to to really deal with that. With that specific activation, I did think about uh, popping the aura that means he can't prevent soul stones and heal. But I, I saw an opportunity to uh, get Seamus a bit more forward and also get a secondary model, that being a minor zombie, within three of the center just in case claim jump is a thing. Makes sense, yeah. With with Seamus up there to stop it, uh, that would be good. The the zombie's uh, insignificant though, right? So that would not uh, uh, stop it by it's, itself. Uh, it's an enemy model within three, so it's not counting for the scheme. Ah, uh, gotcha. I see where you're coming from. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, so sounds like a, a hey, you you set the goal to shamble a bit this turn, and you <laughs> have succeeded in doing that uh, as a true Rezzer player. So as far as uh, that sounds like an overall thing that went well, anything else uh, to add to that pile before we move on to the what didn't go well? No, I'm pretty, those are the things that I did well is like sitting around and throwing distracted on things and just wasting activations. Yeah, I like what you've been doing uh, over by the one writer and uh, Bass and kind of the 
not quite in the upper left corner, uh, mm-hmm. but having the Doxy and the, the Dandy over there to kind of run interference on those two after they came to pick up the symbol. I really like the, uh, the subtlety of what you're setting up there. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, any, anything that went particularly wrong this turn? Wrong? Not, not exactly. Uh, like, I, the, the right heart, uh, scoring the, uh, scoring the, the research mission was, uh, like I knew, like as soon as, uh, some of it was dropped and I wasn't able to take him out, which I wasn't really expecting to do, like he's in a precarious position at the moment. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say like anything was super tragic. Ev- everything is kind of progressing. Uh, Nick is getting points. We're both getting points. I'm, not as behind on my plan to just sit around. Like I was, I was a little bit worried as we were going into that that I sh- should just like threaten and then sticking to it. I think I'm in a, a good position. I'm kind of Jesse is is becoming a bit more of a target than I I had anticipated. So that's that's something I might have to address. I was kind of hoping I could uh, gimmick some some flush with caches off just to make him rely a bit heavily, but. Nick's actually allowing some things to go through, which is the smart move. So, yeah. Cool. Based on what's happened this turn, uh, what thoughts do you have about Nick's strategy uh, going forward to the rest of the game? So, uh, Nick's, Nick's strategy is I'm, I'm moving the Dead Rider uh, into a bit of the mix. He's at good fate points that I think I can uh, kind of survive. I don't know if he's going to be the one to... Um, get me the symbol this turn or whether I'm going to swap him and Seamus out for Seamus to run around and do do shenanigans. Um, other than that, I feel like I might go with the emissary early just to put some attacks into right card. And even if I don't kill him, I'm going to switch the uh, switch the aura on. So I hopefully don't have a right card problem after this. I'm I'm interested to see what what Nick does about this this mindless zombie that's just standing around being frustrating. If he has a claim jump, research mission was kind of on a maybe list because uh, because of me dropping coffins and I didn't quite get the coffin placement that I wanted last turn. But I, f- I feel like it's it's working out. It's this is interesting. <laughs> I did I didn't accomplish much that turn, but it's it's a lot of setup. Nice. Sounds sounds like good plans going forward. Uh, any expectations or any thoughts you have on what Nick's going to do? Either schemes or movement or however you want to figure it out. Yeah, i i imagine I imagine uh, Rider Two is going to be uh, looking to grab the the symbol up top. Um, I don't know if he'll take Bass with him for that, but. Even with with ride with me, it's it's not something I I could have prevented. Um, like I was more doing damage control. Like I could have just stood someone directly in front of it, but uh, I feel like he's he's gonna get that that anyway. It's uh, down by the bottom side that I'm really looking at starting to uh, starting to deny. Other than that, uh, I I imagine that uh, that emissary is gonna stay in the center. That's that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I don't, the, the other thing I'm not sure if he's going to do is like throw something at, at the dead rider. I think he might be in a similar position to me of like, well, I'm going to get it. So we'll see what happens with that. So yeah. Solid. Well, I look forward to turn three and, uh, let's get Nick back in here. Yeah, let's do it. 
So Nick, this was a uh, turn two for you. Let's give a let's get a quick recap from the explorer's side of the table. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I wound up uh, getting initiative or having the decision to uh, go first, and I wound up taking it. Just points as prizes. Um, a lot can happen in one or two turns or activations that could deter me. I've got patience, like like a cat or a kid or just, I just, I'm all over the board. So knowing what I needed to do, I went after it. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went after that. I, I was able to get the first point of research mission, uh, being able to turn in one of those coffins on his side of the board into a scrap marker and having Reichart in the right place, um, put him in a heck of a position, but we'll see if I can uh, come back from that in uh, turn two or turn three. I'm sorry. And then I was in position for Jesse to take claim jump, and Joe did uh, uh, a pretty good move by keeping Seamus right in the center table um, to negate that. I wasn't too worried about a mindless zombie up in the up in the mix because it was just summoned and it was you know it's insignificant. But uh, he teleported Seamus in and did not did not use his shot, um, and he had a decent amount of cards in hand. Well, he had four cards in hand, and he didn't cheat to to make. Even a, a melee attack go through on the rider, so um, I'm, I'm assuming he had uh, not great cards near the end of that that uh, turn uh, to do what he wanted, and he's got himself set up for uh, getting a second shot off on Seamus. So I'm going to really figure out how to uh, counter that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so overall, you got two points on the board, so I would say that's definitely top of the list of what went well. Anything else you would like to add to that on, on your side? Oh, I, I know one offhand. Uh, congratulations on getting a second stone out of uh, Jesse, which we forgot to call out last turn. You'd also did turn one. Yes, yeah, that uh, uh, had a lucky flip on uh, on uh, this turn, and first, first turn I was able to uh, cheat in a seven of masks to get that second stone, so I've been able to generate two stones off of Jesse, hoping to get a third one because I'm down to two stones now. Um, so we'll see uh, how quickly this could run away from me. But if I could get some distance, do some damage, and uh, uh, tie up some models, um, I think I'll still be in good shape with, with scoring VP. Because at the end of the day, it's scoring VP, not killing. So uh, I think exactly. I still have a chance for that. All right. So was there anything that went wrong this turn? Yeah, I, well, I guess not really wrong. It didn't go as well as I wanted it to, um, but uh, the decisions I made were just either countered or by Seamus coming in. I was hoping to really land that claim jump, and I wish I had more health on uh, Reichhardt, and I wound up feeling like I was card dead real quick. I burned a lot of cards. I had to cheat a lot of simple duels um, to get models up the board, and, and uh, oh, kind of a worthless master activation. That's something I, I wasn't terribly proud of, but uh, I was card dead and there was a 12 on top of my uh, discard pile. And so I used one AP from him to drop a marker so he could use his bonus to pick it up, uh, which isn't too terrible, but uh, he did have two distracted on him, which kind of hurt to basically just have a master that's supposed to be killing to just interact, draw a card, focus and then shoot a doxy. So it's like, well, okay, maybe I'll, I'm going to need to put some more effort into that, uh, uh, next, next turn. And I'm probably, I kind of got, I kind of took Cornelius out of the mix, which I probably shouldn't have. I should have just used ride with me without declaring a target 
to get over to the marker, but uh, it is what it is at this point. So I think I'm going to have to try to get him back into the mix of things to, to get him putting some damage on some of these models that are actually clumped up together. And actually, I see a pretty good opportunity right now with a mindless zombie, easy to blast off of into Seamus. Um, so that might be my uh, my first uh, goal here. Yeah, that's a solid plan. I think get rid of uh, get rid of the mindless zombie pretty easily, and hopefully hit some Seamus too. So going into next turn, what what's your plan? Are you hoping to get Reichert out of there, or at least get an activation off with him, or is are you just like I got points off of him? He has two wounds. See how long he's going to be a speed bump. Yeah, you know, I think it really depends on. Actually, I think he's I think he's kind of stuck there. I'm going to try to get an activation out of him, but I think my first worry here is. Seamus's first activation is probably going to be eating the mindless zombie for a corpse marker to get a second shot off. And although that's going to happen anyway, uh, at least I'll have something to blast off of if I go earlier uh, to kind of spread the damage out. But yeah, I, I'm going to have to do something with Reichardt. Uh He does have hard to kill, so uh, I might be able to negate enough damage. Because uh, the only thing that really deals damage over there, a Doxy can, but I guess they both can, uh, just not with great stats. But the Emissary is the one I'm really worried about uh, getting damage from. So I may need to try to put some damage, uh, depending on my cards, in on the Carrion Emissary. So I may need to activate Reichardt first, depending on how the cards flip. Gotcha. What's your plan for a symbol next turn? I'm assuming the the Rider up in the upper left? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to be uh, walking up into uh, the Doxy's engagement range, uh, riding, doing ride with me, or even the reposition trigger, depending on how close I can get, because uh, my shadow marker or dust marker, dust cloud drop uh, tactical action has a built-in mask for reposition. So if I'm within three inches of that, uh, I'm not going to measure it now, but after my first move, I'll probably do that because it's safer. Smaller TN needs a five instead of a seven and pick up that symbol. So that's going to be my goal to pick up, uh, uh, to get the strat this round. Makes sense. Uh, based on what you saw this turn, uh, any further ideas on what Joe's going to be doing next round or what you think he has to get points? So the the writer's last action of of turn two, he, he uh, did ride with me in base with the marker, um, interacted for his first AP, and he kind of shimmied forward, kind of acting like he was uh, trying to avoid a 12-inch gun from Cornelius uh, when the dense forest couldn't see the Dead Rider anyway. But I have a sneaking suspicion um, he's in Ride With Me Walk Interact range to drop a marker near the terrain at the bottom half, uh, or on the left-hand side that goes into the, the, the forests that go into my deployment zone. Um, I'm kind of curious if he's going to try to get a sabotage point over on that terrain piece. Um, cause he does have some mobility, uh, with his, uh, higher stone models that uh, he can get back there. And I, and I think that might even be feasible, especially with where Seamus is at right now. Uh, he might be able to get over there, get a symbol and a, uh, uh, a, a point of sabotage. So I think sabotage needs two or one marker for first, uh, two. So it needs two for the first. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know where he's going to get the second one. I think he get the first one with the rider, but I don't know where he's going to get the second ski marker down unless he focuses Seamus on it. Got it. 
Well, I guess we'll find out, uh, but I think that sounds, overall sounds like you have a good plan for next turn. Uh, Best of luck to it, and let's see where we go. All right, appreciate it. Excellent. All right, so that was turn three. Uh, Joe, how about a, a quick recap of what went on there? Um, so uh, a lot of it is, it's it's sort of a game of, it's a crew of two halves at the moment. A lot of what I did this turn for for my minions is attempting to deny future uh, uh, future strategy points. Meanwhile, uh, Seamus went off exactly what I wanted him to do and uh, switched with the Dead Rider in that he went around and picked up strategy markers. Speaking of the Dead Rider, at the start of this turn, he's going to be on 13 fate and he's standing in the middle of three other models in the middle of the table wow that's gonna be a rude awakening (laughs) (laughs) that's that's gonna be a big turn um the other really good thing that happened is on on the similar theme of denial and annoyance i ate up bass's entire activation with a confluence of various different factors uh but bass used his entire activation to kill a four stone model which feels really good considering that's how I've slowly been working up to that. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in in the future with that. Uh, I guess uh, it it might be obvious. Second take. My plan from earlier also worked. I did kill Riker. We do have the the non healing aura. Uh, it didn't really come up. It just dissuaded Nick from using stones. But I I got some retribution for him scoring a, deigning to score a single point on me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's where it really, really counts, right? <laughs> nice overall. Uh, sounds like a really good turn. Anything uh, as far as things that went wrong? Yeah, um, I don't think anything really went wrong, which is is good. Uh, things were operating at a clip. Um, Nick, Nick got his point. Didn't get any future scheme points, so I'm um, I'm still I'm still holding on to uh, a claim jump on a something. But we'll see because I've been able to get models after a little bit of discussion, which I'm sure we'll cover cover at the end because uh, we we got a clarification. Thankfully, it didn't actually come up because the the model that I suspect it's on was was within three of a Seamus. But yes, uh, nothing nothing too terribly too terribly bad. Um, I I didn't mention it last turn because it didn't matter. But I drew a terrible hand last round. I didn't need to use any of it this round. I had the red joker on the black joker, which Ooh, is nice. pretty good. <laughs> See, I, I can't pick anything out as being bad. Things are kind of moving at a clip, but I'm acutely aware that points need to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, we are going into turn four, so you need to score any uh, schemes you want to get two points on. You'll need to score the first one this turn. Any plans specifically on how you're going to do that? Uh, getting this, getting some points from schemes, uh, a lot of it is going to come down to, uh, the Dead Riders activation. We've got a lot of fate. We're going to see what we can do with the big bonus action and then try to pick up a corpse marker somewhere. There's, there's already a scrap. I can grab a coffin. I can grab a scheme, but that's ideally going to happen with the carrion while he's sitting in the middle of the board to get the claim jump. That is the plan. I've left it a little later than I would have liked to, but. That's that's how the game worked. I did a lot of work denying, so I feel like I'm shouldn't be too uh too broken up about it. Yeah, and and I got to congratulate you. You are really nicely set up to deny the latter two points for the scheme or the the strategy rather. 
I'm not a, I, I don't want to talk about what I'm I'm seeing uh, Nick could do and possibly give away his plans, but it, you seem to have it pretty well locked up, barring some shenaniganry, shall we say? Yes, Sh- shenanigans are always available. Yes. Um, what's your plan on getting one of those symbols this turn? I know Seamus can do it, but it's going to be a little tricky because you're not right next to terrain to jump from. Yes, uh, that is definitely going to be a little bit of an issue. I can, as long as I can walk, it's it's going to be like walk, teleport, walk, remove. But the only issue is I've I've kind of I've kind of got the split. So uh, I can definitely get this one, which I think I'm going to go for the furthest to the bottom with Seamus. So that if he can enter back into the game, it's gonna be off of uh, it's gonna be off of the cover marker that I need to score research. Okay, that makes and sense. Then I think depending on what happens in the center, Dead Rider maybe gets the other one. I'm I'm not sure. I've I've kind of got the split situation going, which I sort of knew I was gonna get into with needing to throw the Dead Rider in, but hopefully it's worth it. Like I'll. If everything goes to plan, I'm sacrificing one point to score four, which that's huge pie in the sky, and I'm not anticipating that at all, but that's that's the play I made. Gotcha. Well, sounds like a plan, uh, and I like it. Any, before we, we bring Nick back in here, any idea on what his uh, unrevealed scheme is? I'm, I'm still thinking climb jump. But it, it could be something completely out of out of left field. Um, like as, uh, I don't know which recording has this, but I, I did uh, entertain the idea that if he has sabotage on a piece of ter- on a piece of terrain to the top of the board, that's going to be very tricky for me to deal with. Uh, in which case, I would just kind of let that happen and then focus everything on to making sure he's not getting these two next strategy points. Yeah, unless very late game uh, runic binding play, which (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. That would be a really good contingency, though. All right. Well, best of luck on the next turn. Let's get uh, Nick in here and we'll hear his side of things. And here we have Nick, our explorer side of things, after round three. Nick, tell us uh, how that turn went for you. Uh, the turn actually went okay. I was able to store the, score the strat um, again. Uh, I'm in uh, range to, to score another symbol. Uh, I was able to set myself up to, to score the next point of symbols. And I wasn't able to kill anything i kind of used a jesse halliday activation to kill a mindless zombie and turn it into a scrap marker and killed two severes trying to do it or one severe but uh i think it was worth it to keep seamus from being able to fire that gun more than once and so uh i felt like i was still able to negate that uh, i thought i had a i guess we'll get into that in a second but uh i think that's how i think the round went okay uh, um, I, he kind of negated uh, a vp from me uh, on his last activation with the writer, but uh, overall, I think it went okay. Good, good. Any? What would you say went particularly well, if anything? What was your your top moment of the turn or two? Oh, poor Cornelius going after that silly dead dandy. Oh, he used his whole activation being uh, distracted and needing a card to 
pick up and he was kind of a wasted act he's been kind of out of contention this entire game but i was able to get a model off the board uh, negating another shot uh, which is jesse's whole focus is to keep corpse markers off of my side of the table to to keep seamus down to one shot only and minimize that shot the best i can with uh, the emissary and shielded and hard to kill and everything else i have so i think I, i think i did well in in that right also tying up the emissary as well as as long as i did I think it's still an accomplishment. Uh, the emissary, although was able to, he he got one heck of a kill uh, this round. Um, I don't I don't know if I'm going to miss that activation and what Jonathan brings to the table right now. Going into turn four and five, I think I think I'm okay uh, through the end, depending on a few things. But yeah, okay. So it sounds like a, a overall decent turn. Maybe the the low point is bass using his whole activation take out a four stone minion would you say yeah that was a low point for sure gotcha. for sure oh and uh I, I was i was sweating it because as he was charging dead rider in uh, to the center of the board he kind of shifted back and forth and depending on where bernadette's uh, uh engagement range was uh, before he looked he got a little closer to bernadette that just so happened to be within the three inches of Jesse to negate my uh, uh, claim jump there in the center, or I would have had it. He had to double walk or ride with me, walk, charge to get where he was at. And it got me by a quarter of an inch. Oh man. That's Um, that's so close and uh, rough. And yeah. And you know, one thing I I did make a pretty key error, which cost me a VP this round, at least Um, uh, I completely neglected. Uh, Emissary was uh, stunned. Mm-hmm. And that it negates, uh, it, your bonus goes towards your, uh, action pool. And I had the card to, to do, uh, whatever the shove aside or whatever it is to, to push a model four inches away. I had the card to guarantee it. I have the mm-hmm. red joker in hand and I, I did my aura thinking I could, okay, maybe I'll heal and then charge and then do that as my last action. And I went to declare it and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. And he caught it. I caught it. And it's like, okay, that, that's. That's a VP. I'm not going to see that round, and hopefully I can make up for it in this next one. Here's hoping. Uh, So for uh, this next turn, you've already revealed research mission. We're just waiting to to reveal claim jump at this point. You have a this this rider bearing down on your three models in the center is going to have a just pile of fate tokens. You know what's coming. What are you going to do about that? I I think it's uh, inevitable of what's going to happen. The 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 best thing I could probably do here, uh, depending, uh, I guess I could try to go for, try to get activation so I can do something about it. But everything there in the middle is hard to kill, and uh, that she can touch or that the writer can touch. So I know I can get through the bonus action, but it's also going to have two two swings. And I can only spread that out so much. So it's going to hurt. It's going to really hurt. And I think what I may need to commit to is using that red joker for initiative and try to take that and potentially try to push this rider out of the way so it doesn't hit um, Bernadette and Jesse. Oh, no, his his trigger ignores hard to kill. Exactly. Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, so that is an issue. That's a big issue. So I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to cheat that and, and sacrifice my emissary and, and push the writer back and engage it in hopes that I can uh, negate the, uh, the the big pulse that, that's going to come my way and try to control it the best I can. I think that's all I can do. All right. 
Hey, the, when you see the avalanche coming towards you, just getting get into the safe spot is sometimes all you can do. Sounds like a good plan to me. I know you said you had a plan for getting a, a symbol this next turn. Which one is it that you're going for? So without showing my hand on auras uh, on the board with Joe looking at the board, um, I, I think I could easily walk, ride with me into base with the center marker that is... Uh, where the um, the dandy's trying to cover kind of the lower uh, half of the circumference of the of the symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I can walk and ride with me right into uh, base with that, uh, just out of his engagement and interact with it. And just get that sliver of the symbol that's outside of his engagement. Right, exactly, exactly. And it, it may take me having to ride with me first, and then walk, depending on the pre-measurement and the tangents. But I, I think with a 11 inches, um, I should be able to get there um, with no problem. Uh, but worst case scenario, I'm pretty positive I can get over to the other one. Um, it just cost me a point of fall damage to walk up and over and drop down and then push forward um, with the uh, ride with me to get in base with it. But I'm pretty positive I can get that done. Yeah, just to engage in some horse parkour. Sounds reasonable. I like it. Yeah, that's right. All right, excellent. Uh, So Joe hasn't shown either of his schemes yet, and we're coming up on turn four. Any idea what he has? To be honest, I really don't. Um, Part of me thinks he might have research missions still, and, I mean, throwing Reichart in uh, engagement range with him and holding him down for three turns has kept him on my side of the board, or on his side of the board where he's unable to get those multiple markers out. But uh, I think that's still an option. And then the other one, I really have no clue. I, I, I don't see, I haven't seen anything that has uh, uh, steered me one way or another on any of the other schemes. I mean, he had an opportunity to potentially uh, set up sabotage, and he didn't. Runic binding, I don't think is even possible with his crew due to my advanced deployment and him slogging through severe terrain the entire time. I think he, his minions were going to stay on his side of the board the whole time. So the only other thing I could think of is maybe he had take prisoner on maybe Bernadette, which could be. I, I, I don't, I really don't know. And I guess it's possible because doesn't his uh, uh, trigger let him push and then place the model in base afterward? Uh, yes, that is the, the trigger on his scythe. Not the not the revel in death trigger, but the the main one on his scythe, yeah. Yeah, so that's something, especially since she's hard to kill. It might even be something where he could go in, swing, push out of engagement and out of four inches of other models, and and place her and and try to score that point. Maybe that was his mindset ahead of time. But that those are the only two things that I can think of that make sense in my head at this moment. Other than maybe a failed claim jump, maybe a claim jump on the uh, emissary, thinking he can get to the middle and and uh, push markers to the other side of the board. All right. I guess we'll see how it comes out. Yes, sir. And after a nail biter of a turn four, here we are with Joe again. Joe, tell us all about what went through your head on that one. A lot of things happened. Um, I feel like the, it, it kind of all really started with, um, the initiative. I feel like we both knew that we needed it. So I, I burned a 13 just to make it absolutely impossible unless a Red Joker was cheated in. And the Red Joker was cheated in. 
so we had to reflip, and I had the card in hand to tie it up again, but that would have left me with a six as my highest card. So <laughs> oh, wow. I I held I held on to that. Uh, I did use it immediately after to prevent being uh, prevent the dead rider being pushed away and like having him follow up and uh, just completely block me out there. So and then the dead rider's turn was disappointing because I didn't have the the cards in hand that I that I would have liked to have had. I did kill Bernadette, but it's kind of a bit of a a hollow kill on that. Um, uh, yeah, and then the rest of the turn, uh, I didn't. I missed an opportunity again due to uh, due to flips to just take a rider by the hand outside of the very close range that he could get around get around the dandy blocking to pick up the strap marker. So he got the strap marker, and then. Bass ran in and pulled away the Doxia had denying the other one, and uh, just just stuck her in some trees. And uh, I'm I was trying my best to keep a uh, to keep the riders locked down. I say try my best. I haven't actually achieved that at all. Uh, and then I had a look at uh, activated Seamus. Got to look at the top three cards uh, to hopefully plan out the exact things I needed to happen. And I saw three ones. Oh. So uh, that meant that uh, the carrion emissary would have to take a flip on the disin. Would have to probably suffer the flip on the disengage. I was kind of looking at my deck and thinking, it's not really uh, likely at this point that I'm going to uh, flip flip the high enough to immediately get out of bass and then settle on my research mission. And then I, I thought I could get out a bit and then move over and uh, get to the claim jump that way. And then because everything says you need to be outside of three of an enemy, uh, claim jump, you need to be within two of the center. And everything was so crowded around there that that wasn't possible for a 50 mil base. So that's the turn recap. Yeah, I I think what I will kind of chalk, chalk this down to is like, I've gone on to talk about like, I didn't have the cards I needed. Uh, that is definitely more of a... That's more of a failing of how I've played this game. I waited too long playing the delay tactics to to really get in. I probably could have sacrificed a, a strat po- point at one point to uh, get Seamus to kind of assist with the middle now that it is as crowded as it, as it is. And yeah, just uh, having having that turn of knowing that I couldn't do the thing I needed to do did throw me, but yeah, it's 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 not a card thing because luck is luck, and I'm sure like I I can rationally think back that like thirteens thirteens and twelves do ha- I have flipped them this turn like I'm sure that's a thing that I've done, but yeah, it's the uh, spending a little bit too long trying to stop the riders picking up picking up strat markers that I kind of lost sight of getting getting the schemes in. I, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. Okay. Hey, and and props to you for being good enough at this game to go look <laughs> deeper under the cards. Like I I think that is a skill that takes time to to kind of come to people. Hmm. And you 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 know you've been playing this game maybe a little bit longer than most people, so I'm I'm not surprised you have that skill. 
I've been playing since first edition, and like that that skill is something that um that that you really kind of gather towards, like uh understanding probability and like uh no- knowing that just because I flipped or like for this specific example, knowing that my next cards were going to be three ones, that's I I I know enough about like how I've played this game to uh to kind of call back and say like well. Uh, this is actually what's, what's kind of caused that situation to happen. So at this point, I, 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 I'm pretty confident in saying, like, I don't think I'm gonna pull this out. I, I'm not gonna get a strap point this round. But what, what I think I would like to do, and, and for the fun and prosperity of it, is actively, like, salvage as best as I can, because I think that's a better use of time than talking out, uh, the end. And I will probably bring this up to Nick just to double check because time is a thing. Like I'm an insane person who's awake at three thirty in the morning recording <laughs> and playing a game. Um so that's what went wrong and is is good about this turn. <laughs> okay. Um and a plan going forward. Yes. You you are way ahead of me in all cases. I like it. Um <laughs> I, I think we said that you got a strat marker this turn with Seamus. If not, you did. Yes. Good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a good plan. And uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get Nick in here. All right. Let's crack a beer open. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> All right, we have Nick after turn four. How did things go from Bass's side of the table there, sir? Uh, I think they went pretty well. <clears throat> I was able to get a lot of what I needed accomplished. A um, little finagling, I was able to uh, get the the strat that I needed. And uh, I was able to, to negate Joe's effort to get a corpse marker on my side of the board and uh, uh, w- with Jesse Holiday and... Uh, Kind of made a little bit of a mistake with the intrepid emissary trying to push the dead rider out without re-engaging it. Uh, I just uh, was just trying to get it away from me as much as possible, and he just came right back in. But uh, uh, after I was all doom and gloom there for a little bit, I uh, realized that Jesse Halliday is evasive, so that helped tremendously because I was worried about him killing my uh, claim jump uh, uh, model. So that was a relief, and so yeah, I think it went pretty well overall. Excellent. Uh, you guys have a lot of 50 mil bases there in the middle of the table. Do you think you're going to be able to reveal your, uh, well, it, it's turn five. You're going to be able to get the second point of claim jump so long as Jesse stays above half, uh, and you stay in, in position. Do you think that's going to be doable? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, probably just going to get her where she can see the intrepid emissary to be able to have the option for uh take the hit not to mention i've got a base right behind to can to try to keep her full of health and um who knows maybe i'll draw another mask and get another stone out of this out of her because she's uh three for four uh this game on getting stones uh, off of uh, masks so yeah um, I, I i think i have a ch- I, I have a shot at, at keeping her alive um, because I think Seamus is out of contention for the rest of of this uh, this game, I uh, so I don't have to worry about the damage coming in from him so much. Plus, I don't think he knows I have 
uh, claim jump on Halliday. I think he thinks I have it on the emissary. But my problem is I keep the emissary too flipping close to the center that I can't get more than uh, three inches away from any of these models. So mm-hmm. um, it just happened to end up that way. But but yeah. I think that's fair. Are you thinking you're going to be able to get the second point of research mission? That is a, a decent bit harder than the first one, uh, needing those uh, three separate friendly models within two inches and line of sight of a different marker on the enemy table half. Importantly there, the models don't need to be on the table half. The markers do. Right. So, yeah, I think I could get that done. I've got... Uh two, four... I have five models left on the board. I've got plenty of, of markers surrounding me, uh, surrounding me. I mean, base alone is is on three in base contact with him, um, and he... And I have two models within four or five inches of him, so I think I can get them moved up a little bit and, and get that... Uh, get some mark... Uh, uh, get those models on those markers, or near them, right? Because it's, what, two inches? Two inches in line uh, of sight. Two inches in line of sight. So, yeah, I think I can get that done. Uh, I don't think he has enough killing power in the backfield to kill both riders. So I think I can get at least one of them on a marker, another one, and then base on a marker, and then either Emissary or Halliday in the center. Preferably Halliday, still alive at the end of the round with that uh, scrap marker in the middle. So I could get double duty out of her and get two points at the end. Uh, Would be nice. There you go. Uh, so Joe did not declare any schemes on turn four. So you you have him down by two points. You know that. What are you thinking he's got for the the schemes? I think it's clear he has claim jump um, with the uh, three inch auras. He keeps popping up around the center and and uh, is emissary. So I think if I can get the emissary to do some do enough damage to the my emissary against his emissary um, to get him down below half. Uh, I think I might have a, a chance at, at doing this. Plus, I have a full activation of base to to fire in and and do what he's got to do. Uh, so hopefully, between all of that, I should be able to get him down to half uh, in hopes that I can keep Halliday above half uh, is is the goal. But yes, yeah, so I think I think I have a shot at that for sure of of, of negating that one point. Now the other, I have no clue. Um, Seamus is in prime position to get a, uh, sabotage point if he just drops one single marker in that terrain piece, if that's what he chose. Outside of that, I really don't know what his other scheme is. Um, I guess he has a chance of going after a research mission as well, but I don't know if he's able to get that done. I guess if Emissary pops a, a corpse in a, a coffin on, on that half, he might be able to get that research mission. So I'll have to be aware of that and maybe try to negate that with Halliday turning one of those into something. All right. Sounds good. Best of luck. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. After another nail biter of a turn five, we are back with both of our players here. So we can just do a quick recap of the whole thing and launch right into a general post-game chat afterwards. Gentlemen, how did it go? Uh, Joe, let's start with you. Uh, yeah, so uh, mentioned in that in that last uh, our last check-in that I was just going to play to salvage. I did end up scoring points, which makes me happy. Yeah, like, Seamus almost lived the dream. Uh, we did get him to kill the Intrepid and uh, nearly kill a Halliday. 
But yeah, it, this was all a lot of like, I'm going to fuck around, do what I can to deny little bits until like the big move of mistaken identity Seamus into try and pull the heat off the carrion. And yeah, that that wasn't in our like wrap up of of the last uh, of the last turn because I went for a walk and figured some things out. <laughs> It's amazing what just a couple minutes away from the table can do just to be, yeah. let the let the gears turn a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we did finish it up. Uh, I don't know if we've mentioned the score yet. <laughs> we have not. We'll get to that in a minute. Nick, your side of things. How how to, how did things go? How did it fall together? Uh, it, it, it went okay. Um, I was <clears throat> able to commit the cards and resources I needed to get the final strategy marker, which was one of my main goals. Um, so a slow rider was able to uh, uh, bonus action and interact to, to pick that up. And really the rest of it was just trying to position my pieces and survive through some killer uh, <laughs> reser models in the middle of the board. There's, there was at one point four fifty mil models battling for the, for the center. It, it was ridiculous. And so uh, it wound up being a scrum and, and, uh, with some shenanigans, um, uh, it, it wound up being a, 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 a. I mean, it was a good game already, but then it got to be a really close game, um, and it was really good. Uh, kudos to Joe; he came out out of left field with some some cool stuff with, with Seamus that I've never seen. So excited to see him on the table. Yeah. Also, I just want to give a, a good shout out to both of you. You are like for for as intense as those, especially those last two turns were. You two were like polite's not even the right word. You guys were like <laughs> helping each other out, going, "Oh no, no, take that back," and you know that'll work. And here's a good way to to make this work on on Vassal with the get the exact measurements down. Like you. I'm here as like mostly an adjudicator in case you need a third party <laughs> to be like, is that in or out? You didn't even need me. <laughs> like you, you both are too good for this world. We don't deserve you. <laughs> oh, look at you, you sweetheart. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't okay, take so these we'll, compliments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll quit burying the lead for everybody that's listening. Final score. We have on symbols of authority, Rezzers score three, and the Explorers score four. In a interesting turn of events, both parties have research mission, and Explorers was able to pull off both points of that. Rezzers got the first point, but scored it on the last turn. And then we have both of them have claim jump. But this is news to Joe, because he kept, he kept uh, Nick from declaring it the entire game. But he did get that, that last point. At the at the buzzer, for a grand <laughs> total of <laughs> for a grand total of explorers have six, and the resers are hanging on right behind him with a five. And oh man, did if you hadn't if I didn't have the math in front of me, I thought it was a tie. Like oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's. Uh, ability to, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I, I think it was because, uh, or he was messing with me. He perfectly positioned these humongous models that would charge from across the board exactly 2.75 inches away from my claim jump model. <laughs> and then you'd move around and shenanigans and kill the thing and then move another thing in the way and get me a, and then you put me below half again. It was just, 
I, so I had it on Jesse Halliday the entire time, oh. and I was my goal was to keep the emissary or Reichardt kind of the uh, uh, usual targets um, with Halliday in the back, just switching markers and doing stuff. But uh, uh, you you just did it perfectly <laughs> or uh, strategically or accidentally. I don't know, but kudos to you on. <laughs> The, the movement shenanigans in the in the perfect placement uh, throughout this game uh, there in the center. So I will allow the record to show that I spent most of this game like now now that like I have um now that like the game is over like I'm a fucking idiot like take the hit is very clearly why you take that standing next to claim jump you don't take fucking claim jump on it this is because I never take claim jump I never expect models to survive um. <laughs> So there's there's a little uh, there was a little bit of uh, me being stressed out about not quite uh, getting the strategy, but I'm I'm glad that I bumble fucked my way into denying the wrong model. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, so it, good. It was, I'm I was really glad that I didn't say anything. Like I I wanted to chit chat a bit more as we were doing during the game, but I was like, if you do that too much, you're gonna give something away. Yeah, so I, I I tried to shut up enough, and I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that is a, a point on Joe's strategy doing well, albeit accidentally, in in <laughs> some aspects. Overall, uh, what Nick? What do you? What did you do that you found worked out really well? Or uh, Joe, what did? Nick do that after the fact you're looking at that you found worked really well? Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know what I did well at, I mean, I, 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 I feel kind of like what, what Joe kind of said, kind of bumblefuck around and, and kind of figured it out. I think overall we were, we were having a good time exploring these models again and, and getting to the table and, and uh, uh, experiencing, I mean, I haven't experienced Seamus but maybe one or two times, um, not at this level. And, and it sounded like Joe, it had some time off and was jumping right back into, into it. And I guess one thing I am, uh, happy about is I, I didn't start drinking in turn three when the writer could have destroyed half my crew, like it's done in the past. So, uh, I, I think that's my only, uh, positive on that end, but no, I think overall, uh, I think we made a lot of good moves countering each other. Uh, learning some new things about each other's models that we didn't know until we experienced it on the table and coming, oh shit, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Okay. Next time <laughs> we'll log that in the old memory book. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. For, for, for my part on, uh, Nick playing, um, yeah, this, uh, this again was like the, the first time I played, played bass. Like I've, I've seen the cards before, but like this was the most that I'd like look into them over like the, uh, the one day of overthinking literally everything. And then I'm, I'm glad I stuck with my idea of just taking a very basic Seamus list, because I think that could have gone pretty badly. Um, what I would say for, for Nick, like playing well, like activation control and, uh, priorities on, uh, schemes and strats were definitely on point. Like, despite all of my finagling to try and stop you from claiming strategy markers, it was always important to you, at least from my perspective, to out-finagle me messing up your plan. Like, every time it was a rider activates, a rider takes a token. That's all they need to do, and that's what they did. 
flush with cash is so like I I thought I was gonna kind of take that as a uh, well I'll just start throwing some things out on them and uh, like you'll burn all the way through the stones and then I can get to the important stuff. Did end the game with no stones, but I think like how you utilized when and where using flush with cash uh, was was brilliant. The other thing I would say is uh yeah keeping bass although there was a Bad turn where Bass didn't really do anything. Because of the ability, he is always a threat to me. And uh, on, like, the the clutch moment, you probably identified, like, how to remove something preventing you. And again, that kind of keys back into, like, being very focused on, on points rather than, well, Seamus is going to keep hopping around. And I, I feel like that's... Uh, that's that's something I do like to play into with Seamus, and sometimes it affects people, sometimes it didn't. It didn't appear to uh, uh, to affect you too negatively. Thank you, Joe. Not a problem. Yeah, and I was I was also going to say for both of you the ability to switch gears specifically with your master, Joe. You you jumped from threat projection to strat run back to to killing. <laughs> And you haven't played Seamus in a year and a day. Yes. <laughs> and if you hadn't told me that, I never would have guessed because you're running, you're running him really well. And uh, Nick, you were, you had Bass out a little bit in the boonies, but still, while not what you necessarily wanted to be doing with him, you were still making the best of where he was, and you still ended up getting him back in to be a key piece at the end, which. That can be pretty difficult, especially in corner deployment, where you have a lot of ground to cover. Um, yeah, Joe definitely made it uh, difficult uh, with... It. Well, we'll get to the positives on Joe to, to talk <laughs> him up here in a second, I'm sure, because he's next on the list, right? Because I have some good words for him as well. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, the so I, my expectation of Seamus in general is kind of the general, you know, you take the versatiles, you take the, the baddies, and you got a shooter, right? It, it, and 90% of this was in keyword. The, the minions, uh, I thought were just going to be, you know, corpse markers real quick. But the combination of everything between disguised, hard to wound, he always had them in uh, a point where he was in cover or um, uh, uh, safe and uh, adding another debuff to me if I were to try to attack. Plus, I finally go up close and it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just throw some distracted on him. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one. And and the beauty of it was uh, Joe knew exactly when to cheat his cards and when not to. He didn't need to cheat these little uh, flips that he was doing with his minions when he had, you know, the Emissary, the Rider, or Seamus to, to spend those on. He was just hoping to top deck and, and some would go through, some wouldn't. And uh, he knew when it was important enough to at least cheat a little bit or moderate or something and he was able to stack some some distracted on me, and I took that for granted, not realizing how impactful that is when it's comboed with everything else on top of it. And I got to see some some true strength with uh, in keyword Seamus that I was really impressed with. I, I, I was impressed with the keyword. I was impressed with with Joe's play and his denial and debuffing of my crew to to not only make me work hard just for 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 scraps, but um, I wound up giving up on on certain things like. Uh, that thing's just going to exist. It just is what it is. Um, uh, my writers didn't shoot once, really. They, they double walked and in, or interacted and in, in ride with me. That was really it. So, um, 
It was a good game. Uh, Joe did a, a fantastic job utilizing the keyword uh, synergies and uh, 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 knowing when to uh, run, like running the rider out to the corner to pick up a marker. That's a VP. That's that's more than trying to sit it in the middle and maybe get one or two uh, melee hits off while building up your fate token pool. Well, he came in like a bat out of hell with like nine tokens on him in turn three or whatever it was. It's not nine, you know, six, but uh, he was ready to rock and roll then. So uh, he played very well. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I between Joe and, and another Rezzer friend of mine, like anybody who says that Red Chapel is garbage, uh, you are living a very privileged privileged life of looking at <laughs> Rezzers uh, at Kirai, Von Stuck, and Jan Lo at the top of that pile. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Red Chapel. It runs a little differently than it did last edition. Uh, and, and even the way you were playing it, Joe, is different than the way I usually see it played, which is you utilize all your distracted and movement tricks to get Seamus as many extra attacks per turn as you can. Which mm-hmm. is oh man! If when that works, it is so disheartening. Um, yeah. I will take one or even two guns to the face uh, every day over eight melee Seamus attacks out of activation. Uh, yeah, it's bad. Um, but no, a fantastic job there. Um, on the flip side of that, what do you both think you did or the other person did that just didn't work? What fell flat? This is this is yeah. interesting because we're so polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, though. I mean, look how close the game was. It, it was like, even if I thought something he did wrong, I did one wrong almost, you know, it's it's going to be on the same level. And it's going to be minimal little mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yep. my biggest mistake was I, I, I uh, overextended base um, uh, a little too far with the ride with me. I didn't need him up there. And I put him in a position where he couldn't see over a damn crate. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it was kind of a dumb move. Um, uh, but uh, I, I think overall, I, I, I think we did the best we could and did fairly well on our decision-making um, to get where we were. I, I know there was one thing that I made a big mistake on. I even told uh, this in the um, where I, I cost myself a VP on Claim Jump. I think it was round three. I had the Emissary, I had the Red Joker in hand, and... It was when I, when, when the uh, my emissary was stunned, mm-hmm. and I tried to take that push action, and I forgot that I already did his stupid aura. Not mm-hmm. stupid, it's good aura, but yeah. I did that first when I didn't need it. I needed to push the rider out so I could keep because uh, you were within a quarter of an inch, uh, you know, two two and three quarters into uh, Jesse Halliday. I just need to push you away, and that was the last activation. I screwed that up, and so uh, I know that was one of my big big uh, uh things that cost me a point for sure i think i think and this is maybe a bit uh retrospective um i think giving me time to keep the dead rider out of any trouble by like throwing throwing that uh that strategy marker in the corner like that that could have broke very bad mm-hmm. if uh if if that one turn had have gone maybe a little better better for me but other than Absolutely. that, yeah, like I, no real like major mistakes. I feel like there's there's always going to be like, should I have cheated here or uh, you know little pushes, little bits of positioning. Um, but yeah, I I, I feel like uh, 
you, you handled it very well, especially given like because if if you've played Seamus before and your understanding is like all they do is take versatiles and Seamus runs around and shoots things. Uh, I think you did very well, like adapting to uh, to that being uh, that my playstyle. Um, <laughs> to 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 say what you could have done better and then immediately compliment you again because I'm very polite. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is your 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 in keyword models, uh, the doxies and the dandies. They actually did more. They affected me more than the rest of the models in like the weirdest way, and and, mm-hmm. and part of that was just the sheer disruption. There's no good decision with them. I'm sure, you <laughs> attack the rider, you attack the emissary, you try to get them down, you spend focus when you need to, or you stone for a suit if you need to. But all these negatives and all the crap to commit to a four stone model, you go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll just do like I'll, I'll, I'll go halfway just in case if I can do something else, and then you miss it and you got to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's rough. It's hard to commit a master's AP, which I committed almost an entire round of AP onto one dandy um, with picking up a card and everything. But uh, that 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 was my my biggest hurdle was was dealing with them and how they affect the board and my models, and then how to uh, uh, score after having my models debuffed the way they were. So. Yeah, overall, I, I think you're both right. There was not a ton of, of, there, there was no key moment of oops and that lost you or won you the game. Um, the one thing I did notice, uh, is the aspect of claim jump that I've seen a, several other people forget about for that first point. It is that you have to be within three inches of, or two inches of the center and you need to not have an enemy within three inches and line of sight of you. And I, yeah. I don't think this would have affected the game overall. It would have boosted the scores one each. But I know I saw when, Joe, when you were moving the, the emissary into the center or looking at your options the turn before this, I think you could have put your coffins down to block line of sight to uh, the yeah, emissary well, and Jesse. The problem with that is, and why, like... It is a a wonderful utility piece, but slightly frustrating. Is the coffins are only height two? Oh, okay. Jesse's never mind. Then. But they put out a mark. They put out a shadow, though, right? Mm-hmm. So if they put out a shadow, and I'm. But it wouldn't have blocked the the emissaries' line of sight to each other. Is what he's saying. That's what I missed. Oh, the emissaries. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, because they're both height three. It's, it's... But no, that yeah. Good, good point. Either way, I wanted to mention that on on the cast for other people who might be running into similar things that they're forgetting about claim jump. Um, so the one other question I really want to ask before we wrap it up is: Were there any unexpected plays that the other person did that really made you go, "Oh, that's cool"? But before we jump into that directly, I want to bring us back around to the other unexpected thing we did at the beginning of the pregame for this one, uh, which is normally when we've done this in the past, it's been a regular game setup of I declare my faction at the same time as you, and then we all declare our masters, and then we go. For this one, uh, because we happen to be talking with with Craig Shipman of Third Floor Wars and discussing this matchup, and we're like, oh, that's a cool, I, I can't wait to see what these two guys play. And Craig was like, wouldn't it be cool if they each 
put out a list of four masters after declaring their faction, and then each of them had the ability to veto two of the other pe- person's masters. Nick declared Bass, McCabe, Nexus, and Ivan, and Joe declared Molly, Yanlo, Karai, and Seamus. You guys want to talk about that, or I, I figured that might mix into the uh, unexpected plays even before you hit the table. Uh, so let's let's blend those together as you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll gladly start on that because uh, uh, the once I saw the map, I knew that there was two masters I really wanted that would work perfect on this setup. It's McCabe and and Bass, and they, they share one faction, Explorer Society. So it's like okay, I'll I'll choose Explorer Society. I'm usually a Tenth Thunder or a Guild player, and Really, I tried to just throw out the two like boogeyman uh, factions. Say, oh no, no, <laughs> give give me the trash. I want the trash or the the quote unquote trash for this game because I really wanted to get some experience on it. And heard the Capital City guys talking about Bass again, and uh, I, I keep hearing them brought up. And uh, I've seen some some good alpha lists, and and a couple of our locals have have alpha with Bass pretty well. Um, so uh, I, I wanted to give him a shot, and um, so I kind of tailored my picks to not only what I wanted, but what I thought my opponent would not want to see on the table. And um, uh, so, yeah, I got the opportunity to play Bass, and I did. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had a very similar game plan going into it. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of threw out... Uh, uh, I, I very specifically did not take Von Stuck because Jenna wins agreement. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, like, um, could I, I'm always happy to play Yanlo, I think, can do okay in this. But what in this specific format they work as is they are the two boogeymen. And I I had this idea of, like, how I might deal with uh, if, if Nick decides to uh, play Cadmus. It's, I don't know if it works. We'll find out at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but um, uh, so... The the main reason that I uh, vetoed McCabe instead of a Nexus is because I actually have, having a little bit of experience with Nexus, like, they are not the kind of master you play into a corner symbols of authority. So I wanted to give you that option of, if you really want to play the broken stuff, you can find out why you shouldn't play them here. <laughs> I love it, Joe. You're awesome. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like having the option between uh, Molly, Molly, and Seamus, uh, I, I will always love playing a Molly. Um, but uh, Seamus, I picked just in case you uh, you did decide Cadmus, because I think I have a little more of a toolbox than specifically Molly does. For sure. Well done. Um, oh, and I didn't want you to play Ivan because I just remembered this. Um, we didn't know who was attacker defender before the veto, and there is enough little concealing bits that had I lost uh, attacker defender, then Ivan can sit in one place uh, and just pew pew and summon off. So I gotta say, <laughs> I-, I thought I did well with the pregame. <laughs> I got tunnel vision on two masters I wanted. I was like, I'm gonna make them give me these two so I can choose. You are so good at this. I, I I didn't think that far. I didn't know what to think. That, that was I'm gonna know, I'm gonna remember some of the stuff you said about this. But that's what makes this format also fun because mm-hmm. guys like me go oh, okay. I'm not think I'm not playing 4D chess. I'm gonna play checkers, and this is my way of getting what I want. This is how I can strategize to get what I want. 
And then guys like Joe can sit there and go, okay, this guy does this, this, and this, and then says that, bam, done. And so we both got our strategies in. I know that's not a word. Don't judge me. (laughs) No, Um, it's totally a word. I have decreed it. It is. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Uh, So we we both got to uh, feel like we were were doing something impactful and important in the pregame, as opposed to getting 15 minutes, throwing models together, Mm -hmm. and not wanting to waste your opponent's time. Not that we've played in person in a year, Roman. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, we're jealous down here. Um, But yeah, this was a fantastic format. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think um, I I benefit a lot from... (laughs) A, the way that my brain works. I feel like there are there are certain things that uh, make uh, the sort of unstructured decisions about Malifaux very easy or, like, easier for me. I also, like, I mentioned that I haven't been playing a lot recently, but it's not like I've completely forgotten about Malifaux. Like, uh, shout out to all of our wonderful content creators who allow me to just kind of, like, find out what's really sort of going on at the moment and like be able to like oh well if if this comes up what do i even what do i even do with that i know i'm not gonna see it for another another few months um only like in the past few months i've i've picked vassal up again and uh i'm i'm very grateful for this this opportunity to uh come in with a plan and vaguely stick to it that was something i was very worried about but yeah like it's it's i i really liked the additional aspect of the of the turn zero and uh being able to have my stupidity uh during the game uh accounted for so that i can go back and like really analyze like where where is the like decision point that could have flipped uh flipped what i was going for and i I think like you you can't knock play experience and like not to not to harp on about it but it's not something that i've had a lot of recently um and that is partly due to my own fault of like yeah i'm just gonna play explorers because they look fun rather than playing my main faction uh in the very <laughs> few types that i've got to play but yeah so i i definitely agree with both of you of the it's a, an often overlooked aspect of the game is the pre-game the the planning of okay what's in the pool what does the map look like what is my opponent's declared faction etc um, and that was one reason I, I went ahead and ran with this. Uh, my question is, have either of you played with the bands format previous? No, uh, my, um, my, my local group is very, uh, like we were growing until the COVID. Um, uh, I like, I do, I have done like in the past, uh, been like very explicit about like, if there's something you don't want to play, let me know. So like kind of self-comp, but like I'm been playing this game since first edition aside from a break so i'm mm-hmm. i'm very happy to kind of comp a bit back okay nice yeah i've never played the band format uh, other than playing in online leagues that don't allow double masters that's a ban i guess but but no i haven't well, i haven't done this format of it so the way the the band format works in gaining grounds for anybody that's not uh, familiar. It's not specifically just for secondary masters, but it goes, you declare your, your leader and therefore your, your main keyword. And then the opposing player can go, I want to ban a specific keyword in your chosen faction so that unless it is a versatile model, you cannot bring it. And one reason I wanted to try out what we did today with the the four masters and vetoing two of them is that kind of felt similar. It, it gives 
both opposing players another decision point uh, pre-game. It's just kind of before master selection instead of after in this case. But it ultimately kind of does the same thing of what's the boogeyman you're afraid of? And I think we we might do some ban format in the future because I've I've done it twice in pre-COVID times in in tourneys and like 90% of the problems people are talking about with with dual faction or dual uh excuse me multi-master uh crews they're fixed with bands because you go oh you declared dreamer yeah. I'm disallowing swamp fiend sorry no dreamers a rider for you or vice versa and quite frankly there's from what I've seen at least there's not a ton of those duos that actually cause that much trouble it's just something else to think about but anyway that was kind of me waxing poetic on that and Mm. wanting to kind of discuss that with you guys i really didn't have any other questions for you if you guys had any other points you wanted to make otherwise we can wrap this up Uh, the only thing i want to say is welcome back to malifaux joe (laughs) glad you're on on uh vassal i'm usually on every morning about three or four in the in the morning due to young children and puppies so hit me up we'll play some more yeah let's i'm i'm, I'm excited for a rematch um yes it'll be fun yeah yeah i, I, I feel like my go. go ahead i don't know you first i insist um yeah my 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 only like main like closing comment um nick you got in there first just to steal it from me uh but thank you thank you nick this uh this was wonderful i i loved this as a return and um uh, again, like very grateful for the opportunity to to come on and and play a game and say words about it because that's about all I have been doing for uh, the past year. Uh, now we've added a game into it, so uh, thank you, thank you, Roman, for being a lovely host. Well, thank you. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting more practice into hosting this format. Uh, I really enjoy it. We've gotten some good feedback on it, and you guys are both great and can come back anytime. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks, Roman. Anytime, guys. Uh, For all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for making it through this game and give us some feedback. And if you would like to play on Best Laid Plans, maybe uh, reach out in our Discord or uh, give over to the Patreon maybe a little bit, and we'll say nice things about you. Uh, In the meantime, you all have a great uh, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Take care, y'all. Good night, everybody. Music used in this production are Onion Capers, Marty Gots a Plan, and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is used under Creative Commons.